0: Contract Properties is a homegrown, family-owned maintenance company located in Nashville. They provide HVAC, electrical, plumbing, painting, and many other services for commercial and residential properties. From build-outs to junk removal, one call does it all. Whether you're a homeowner or a property manager, give Contract Properties a call today for a free estimate. 615-356-0755. That's 615-356-0755. Or visit ContractProperties.net now it's time for blaine and mickey powered by the tennessee lottery on 104.5 the zone it is time for blaine and mickey on 104.5 the zone i'm mickey there's blaine and the jt is here too and it's a two o'clock hour on friday so a bunch of y'all are well let's be honest i used to always say this we we're doing 3hl in the afternoon and i'd be like yeah man it's friday you're ready to go home Let's face it, Blaine. Everybody's ready to leave home. We've been home (laughs) since far. I mean, what what would some of you not give to go to work right now, just to go anywhere?
1: I I have to make up stuff to leave the house. I'm like, Tell my wife. I said, oh, you know what? I'll go grocery shopping.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever ever do that before COVID? Like, I'd love to go buy some ham. That would be Uh, fantastic. I'd
1: run errands, but it's like, oh, man, I got to get out of here, man. I'm I'm in a, a day. I'm in a cave. I got to get out.
0: Well, so, yeah. it is, it is Friday. So prepare for another weekend at the same home you spent this week at, but at least you won't be <laughs> zooming with your colleagues. I, if we I want
1: it. just, I, I think between me and my dog, I think I'm, I'm wearing my couch down, man. I may have to give me a new couch. I'm sitting in the same spot.
0: <laughs> oh man. Me too. I've laid down in the same spot on the same couch, on the same pillow with the same blanket. I'm going to wear that couch out. You yeah. know who's going to make a lot of money in quarantine? It's the furniture business. You're right, because we've yeah. worn out everything we got. We've sat on it. We've opened the refrigerator door 8,000 times. My oh. wife said today, the paint is coming off the inside of our microwave. We have worn it out in quarantine.
1: <laughs> we <laughs> killed a microwave. The yep, paint. Yeah, up stuff. Yeah, man. You better watch out, Mickey, man. You, you see my guy, like your, your metabolism just runs all the time. Well, you better watch out, man. At some point, it slows down. All this, all this at home, man, I feel like I snack. Like, oh, I'm eating healthy. I don't even need that. But, yeah, oh, yogurt here. Uh, potato chips there. Uh, yeah, oh, I throw in some coffee, too. But no, mm-mm. went back, got a honey bun. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, Ooh. I mean, you guys stay on brand, you and honey buns. Oh, man, I love honey buns That sugar, man, I got to get it. We've had this discussion before. Do you like the one that has the clear stuff on it or the one that has the white stuff on it? Clear. There's two kind- oh, oh, you're clear, old school.
1: Yeah, clear, clear, okay. clear. Tastes okay. a little bit. I used to get faked out that the frosting was better, but the clear is better.
2: <laughs> I don't what
1: know. That's that? just my opinion. What, what do you think, there, Mickey? I'm sure the guy, guy who eats a lot uh, <laughs> and all the time is an expert.
0: The OG clear one, and i like that's glaze, I guess, like a donut, but it's a clear glaze anyway. Those would get a little messy in your hand. The icing, when that icing is like industrial strength, it wouldn't even melt in your hands. It felt like it was a shell that just kind of held it together. Yes. And I like a little icing on anything. So I, you I rock, rock
1: with the better. icing.
2: Yeah. yeah, I
1: used to. I, I think i have convinced the honey buns there, man, are, you know, clear. Yeah, because the thick, the icing, the white icing gets so thick. Sometimes I feel like, dang, man, am I is this icing from for a cake? I mean, I'll put it in a microwave and it's like still hard. I'm like, a oh, dude. I mean, you know, I want You're it to, to be like that when thing. you put, put like cinnamon rolls and you bake them and you buy them like from Pillsbury Do- I want it to be like that. You know, when I bite it be like, ooh, I didn't <laughs> even get it that way. So I want to go back for more, but it doesn't make me want to go back for more. So I when, thought,
0: you, when you were young and you didn't care what you ate, how long would it take you to eat a box of honey buns? When you were young and you didn't care, like all of us were at one time. Yeah. How how fast could you eat a box of honey buns?
1: Oh, I don't know. I didn't even keep track, man, because I was, uh, whew, man, I, I would eat up, man. I'd be outside just rolling around all day and come back and just kill that thing. I don't know, man. It, I don't know. I I, <laughs> I, would, I would put it down pretty quick, man. It, it might have been a uh, substitute for lunch a couple of times. <laughs> I, my kids, <laughs> there is talk, man. What well, watch this. That entangled <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. Well, you could just <laughs> snort the powder and get it straight in your bloodstream. You didn't even have to mix it with water. Um, my kids don't believe how much I ate. So when I graduated high school, I weighed 127 pounds. What? And 127 pounds. High school, you graduated? 127. And when I, my first year of college after that, I weighed 133 pounds. And I went home and somebody told me I was fat. Oh my.
1: You were a lightweight, man. I think sure. I was a hundred. A- 35, 40 pounds as a freshman in high Dude,
0: school. I, and here's the thing. I could eat a whole pizza. I could eat two Big Macs, a large order of oh. fries. I ate like five people. But I just, I couldn't gain any weight. You know, what What wouldn't we all kill to have that metabolism now? Well, you now? still got that going on. So, you know, it's a gene deal. man. Which Let's, is nice. Be thankful. Thank uh, here's That's true. I'm very thankful for my metabolism. Uh, he, here's something to be thankful for. Adam Humphreys passed through the concussion protocol. So the Titans have a chance, Blaine to have one, two, and three uh, top receivers on the field for this week. That would They've be very in. nice. Yeah, that They've would be.
1: just uh, the Bengals game. Uh, but they'll be without John New, correct? They will be without
0: John New Smith. Mike Vrabel just
1: – sometimes Vrabel will just rule people out. He'll Eventually
0: the reporters will just say, Mike, you are going to rule anybody out this week? Because he won't answer it unless you ask him like that. He goes, yeah, um, Adoree and John New are not going to play this week. They're both out. So no Johnu Smith, no Adoree Jackson. Uh, the guys who mispracticed today, Adori and John uh Big Panda mispracticed. As you pointed out earlier, he's listed as illness, so not injury. He's been listed with illness this week. Roger Saffold mispracticed. Also, some reporters said that Big Jeff did, and, and some didn't say that he did. So I, I would say Big Jeff, it looks like he mispracticed as well. Guy like Roger Saffold, though, I mean, that guy's a gamer. He He always misses some practice with him they're going to do everything they can to preserve him physically to get him through a season. Cause that dude is mauling people. I mean, yeah. you'd like to see guys practice, but if it's a guy like Roger Saffold, he knows what he's doing. Right. It's not super alarming.
1: Right. But I still get nervous when, you know, when you're running team, you know, this is like, if you are a passing team, and you don't have one of your weapons, you know, this is a running team, but the offensive line is as important almost as a quarterback uh, or Derrick Henry. I mean, man, these guys, the way they were road grading at the Colts last week, ooh, yeah. that's hard to do in the NFL, what they did. Uh, so I don't know if they can duplicate that, but they got to make some running lanes uh, for the running backs, especially King Henry. So I'm hoping he'll be there, you know, keeping my fingers crossed and everything else. But, uh, yeah, let's just make sure they get to all the best best they can out there. And he's a pro's pro, so I think South I want to say he will be, but I have no inkling on that as nobody else does either. But yeah, uh, so I
0: don't uh, Browns will be without cornerback Denzel Ward. Uh, Ooh, looks like he's he missed uh, last week. I guess he's going to miss this week. He's a starter uh, and a guy. Certainly, I mean, think about this. Look what the Titans have had to go through with cornerbacks this year. So that's a big loss for Cleveland. Uh, they do unfortunately get the he's big impact though, Miles Garrett. Yeah, uh, Denzel Ward is a good corner. Uh, so uh, he will be out this week. So, and the Titans are up another wide receiver. And as you've kind of taught me, you know, if you have all your guys in the right spot, then everybody's where they should be. Every time a guy moves out, then you move a guy up to maybe a little bit further than what he's trained to do a little bit Uh further than what his capabilities take him. You know, some guys are a three or a four. Injuries happen, then there, then there too. Then you know, so you you have to keep moving guys up for the Titans. They'll have their top three receivers, and the Browns are down a cornerback. So those are the kind of odds that you like, because we've seen what happens with
1: backup cornerbacks. Well, they'll get some film on him because he played the last game versus the Jag. Uh, so. Maybe you can get him a little more scouting report, uh, you know, by watching them out there. But, you know, they could fool you for a game or two, you know, even three, you know, just like a quarterback, you know, oh, the backup quarterback did a great job these last three games. And then all of a sudden you give him starting money. All of a sudden you go, ah, we made a bobo. Then they gave him starting money. Well,
0: part of that, too, is, you know, it's this way with baseball. A pitcher will come in the league that nobody has anything on or any tape, and, boy, he starts getting people out, and then teams are like, oh, 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 okay, okay. Or the second time they see him, they just rock him. Okay. Yeah. So uh, getting getting tape on somebody can be big, but you're right. Um, and the Jacks scored some points on them last week with Glennon at quarterback. Yeah. Mike Glennon, not John Glennon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Mike Glennon's got many more NFL wins than John Glennon, though, at this point in his career. This is true. Uh, Some news out of Vanderbilt. uh, Their game against Georgia got postponed earlier today. Vanderbilt football just tweeted. JT uh, sent us this. December 12th, Vandy and Tennessee will play. If if Vandy has enough people due to COVID and people just saying, I'm done, because they've had a lot of that. But it's at least scheduled. Vandy versus Tennessee on December 12th. Vandy at Georgia on December nineteenth, and Blaine, I wondered when this would happen. Georgia's AD, boy, went on the record with some quotes. He was poed about this game getting canceled against Vandy.
1: What? Why? Why do you think he was so poed? I mean, it was last minute, but at least he wasn't traveling. Does he think it's going to affect their their seating or the the optics of if they beat them by a lot? It would help them move up. Uh, in the rankings, maybe? I'm trying to think why he would just be so, oh, just so upset. I'm uh, yeah, Maybe that's it, you know? But I it's, think- it's still Vandy. I mean, it, I mean, how much would it really help you if you put him 50 <laughs> to nothing? I mean, I don't know if it really would have helped. I mean, at this point in time, they fired a coach, guys, a lot of guys opting out. Nothing against Vandy, but, it, you know, right now, it's not, this is the time to take advantage of some teams like that. So if you beat him 50 to nothing, uh, I, I don't know if that would have helped out a lot.
0: I think part of it is y'all are getting the same $45 million check that we are. You should have enough players to field an SEC team.
1: Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the rule is 53, correct?
0: You got to have 53. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and, and think about players. that. Yeah. And you think about that, dropping down to that level, that's, uh, man, that, that's getting rough. So man, uh, Nothing man. rough about this. Javon Curse, We've been waiting for this moment. The Freak, it's Freaky Friday. Javon Kurse. Will join Blaine and Mickey. Stay right in your seat and don't leave because you will hear from the freak next. <laughs> Blaine, Blaine and Mickey. I one oh four or five the zone. Hey JT, not not this, not this. This is not the right music for the freak, man. Nah. No, no, JT, oh, no, 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 on man, that's not it. You know oh, the freak.
1: Oh, you know. Ah, you know. there you oh, go. Yeah. Oh man, I'm getting pumped up, man! I, oh, I, I'm, I'm running out the tunnel. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Goosebumps
0: for Titans fans right now because that music only means one thing: the arrival of the freak, Javon Curse. Javon, welcome into the show.
2: Uh, thanks for having me on here this morning, fella. <laughs>
1: hey man, so now that we've talked about the, let introduce you as the freak. Tell us how you got the name, the freaking. Do not tell me it was the ladies at Florida that gave you that name.
2: <laughs> it happened out Florida. No, it happened out Florida, but it wasn't the ladies. No, it was my teammates <laughs> out of Florida, man. It was. You know what I'm saying, bro. Like, I just, I'm like you, man. Like, I just want to play. Put you on, on the field. Line me up. Let me play. I play every position that I can think of, from Pop Warner through like through like my. First year in college, where I went from free safety to strong safety to outside linebacker to eventually going to defensive end. But I mean, I got the I, I got the name from my teammates at UF because we would go in and watch game film. We play the game on Saturday, and then we would have practice on Monday. And then, but yeah, we watch the film first, and then like sometimes guys would come out the room, just look at me like, bro, like, are you serious? I'm like, I'm looking like, what y'all talking about? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> literally, like, literally, like, bro, like, you weren't supposed to make that play, man. Like, the play, like, like, I was, like, pass rushing on one side, and then I'd take somebody down, like, on the left-hand side of the field, like, maybe 20, 30 yards downfield. And, like, they were just, like, dude, that's some freaky stuff right there. And Before you know it, um, the, the, the freak was born.
1: That's oh, man. This. Man, you know what? you? So when you chased that, who was that you chased down? Was it the Jaguars? You ran around Samar and came out of bounds and like, it, it ran past me and everybody yes. else?
2: That was a who? spell by the last name of Ishmael. It wasn't a rocket. This was the missile. This was, yeah. This oh, was Quadri, missile. Quadri, yeah. Yeah, Quadri with the Ravens, yes. See, oh. That's one of the, one of the plays there, like, when it happens, like, I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, listen, I'm just out here doing my job, but um, when I went back and watched it on film, like, huh, okay, is this the reason why I'm getting all these drug tests every week? <laughs> 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 is, 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 is this the reason they're testing me for, for steroids like every week, twice a week sometimes? Like, no, nah, this is all me, baby.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I, I know it was. We're on with the freak, Javon Kirsten. I have to ask you, I, I know... I used to get jacked up and you know, it used to be a robbery. I don't know how you guys view it at Florida now, but naturally it's Florida, you know, Tennessee week and uh, you used to do the Gator Chomp there on uh, yeah. on the field there at Nissan yeah. Stadium, you know, at the time and uh, man what was that like, just the build up to that game? I know maybe it doesn't feel that way today, but what was it like back then?
2: Uh it was it was lots of fun because um I grew up at the time we would, you know, what I'm saying, like, we would have two preseason games. Okay, they was probably regular games for some people, but to us, they were like preseason games because, you know, like we're bringing in, you know, certain teams so they can, you know, get some exposure and everything. But we kind of knew how 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 it was supposed to go, and so it was like we had to have those two games, and then all of a sudden we have like we go play like the team with the most fans, like with the biggest stadium. Like I remember, like my first year playing in Neyland Stadium, I was like, oh, my goodness, like, for real? Because, like, I mean, I'm playing at UF watching the game at UF because I with my first year, but then I, when I was on the field playing then, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I got kind of used to it there, but, like, once you went down there, like, you see all the orange, and it's like, wow, okay, well, I don't think this is our gator orange. This is kind of burnt, so this is, like, different orange here, but, like, the, the stadium itself is just so big and so loud. So, like, personally, if you ask me about it, um, I personally, like, with me and my, during my time at URL, I think our biggest, um, our biggest SEC rival was the Volunteers, was Tennessee, because that was our first, our first SEC game of the season. And then pretty much how that game went, um, it pretty much like set the tone for the rest of our season. So that was always a big one there. And then, um, yeah, we had different rivals, but I would say um, Florida. Ut was uh, was Florida's biggest rival, and some people may say it's Georgia. But to me, that's the that are the, the state versus state rival there because that was Georgia next state over, and then we also played Florida State, and Florida State was pretty much our in-state rival. So our okay. SEC rival was the, the Volunteers, and then our out of our state versus state rival was Georgia because we then, then again we played the game in Jacksonville. Florida versus Georgia, so we're like, you know what? We got to treat like it's, our, our, it's a home game. We're playing in our backyard. We're playing on our turf, so we got to win that game, and then the, 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 the last game of the season was the in-state rival, was the Florida State game because we never played Miami, so we had to gauge who ran Florida by just our Florida State game. So if we beat Florida State and Miami didn't, we would say we run the state, but.
1: Titans legend, Javon the Freak Curse. Yes.
2: yes, sir. So
0: Javon, you get to Tennessee, and the story starts uh, to to the Titans, and the story starts circulating about you wanting to to get out of a line or something, and, and you touching a ceiling like a twelve foot ceiling. <laughs> what what's
2: the real story See, with that? The thing about this story, it comes up quite often, and I try to tell it like in like I try to sound hum like humble. And then try not to sound lazy when I tell the story, because like some could say like I was lazy because it was like um it was like one of our like first few days of of tour camps and uh, of of tour days, and it's before the all the veterans that there's just um like we're doing just preseason testing with with just the um with just the rookies and then um and then we have like a, a, a practice that afternoon and then the next day we have two or whatever, but for that morning um I was. Doing all the measurements, and then I was to the vertical leap, and I, you know, uh, they set up the standard. They, they have you to set your hands flat, straight up, and then they uh, you jump up and hit the last one. So they're like, "Oh, we got to reset it." I'm like, "Okay, y'all, reset it." They said about another six inches, and then boom, I jump and hit the top one. They say, "Oh, we got to reset it again." And I'm like, "Dude, this takes a, a long time. How about I just touch the roof?" And then I do remember uh, Steve Waterson our coach at the time, looked at me like, <laughs> "Okay." Okay, kid from Florida. Sure, sure thing. You can do this. And I jumped up and knocked the tile, pushed the tile out gently out, and then they looked at me like, "Um, "Get out of here, man!" And I went back to the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) And I went back to that little hotel that we were staying at in Bellevue, and I went back to sleep for like another two hours before the second practice. (laughs) (laughs) Javon Curtis,
0: all of this. So, so obviously, the testing part went well. What was the transition yeah. like for you though? Because you, you like you said earlier, you played different positions everywhere. Then yeah. you get here, and they're like, "Okay, you're gonna be on the defensive line." What were those first few days in the NFL like? First few weeks, even as you tried to figure out this new position at the next level,
2: um, I had to pack my, I had to bring my bag lunch, get my steel toe boots and my hard hat because I was going against this big angry dude. Man, I went against John Runyon my first time in playing defensive end. played defensive end in my life, and I get to go against this big, angry guy like every day. He's like he was just pissed off at the world every day. And when I ended up, um, you know, pressing against him, and you know, things worked out with the Titans. Then when I got to the Eagles, he was there. I actually like went up to him to thank him. I'm like, Yo, bro, I appreciate, I appreciate that work every day. I got in with you because that got me ready to play. Because like I can play defensive end. They drafted me to come in and play defensive end, and then when I got in, like, you know, I'm a first-round pick, so we're not going to baby you. If you're a first-round pick, like, the expectations are a lot higher than, than someone who's not a first-round pick. But still, I held myself to a high standard, and I'm like, I got to go ahead and do what I got to do. So, move that defensive end, so basically, I had to go. Like, I was a, a second-team guy. I was a show team, like, in the first, you know, first, Days so I'm going against the one going against John Ryan so and he was angry he was an angry dude so I had to break it every play and then next to him like if I did if I ever tried to come inside of him I I, I was running to Benji Benji Olsen and he was he was right there as well like big tough he wasn't as mean but still a big a big tough bruising strong guy that gave me some solid work as well so and then that right there um and, and, and also it was very helpful. had to, you know, um, with this oh, that's um, Watchburn, Jim, Jim Watchburn, like he was my guy. Like um, whenever I got there, it was his first year as well. So we're both going in, you know, like we got to go in and, and change and change the whole view of defensive linemen for the for the Tennessee Titans. And like he came in, like. That's all like I can say. It worked. It, it it basically like he found a way to he found a way to like light, light a fire under everyone and to give and for everyone to give them everything that they had, and it ended up working out for all of us.
0: Shit. On with the great Javon Curse, the freak.
1: Well, freak man, I have to ask you: Did you know going into that first game in '99 in, in the stadium that you were going to have that kind of impact? Because from my recollection, you were doing good, but it was it wasn't like oh I don't have to backpedal anymore because Shabon's gonna be back there before <laughs> anything happened. So when did the light click on? It's like hey, this defensive line stuff. You know what? I'm starting to kind of like it.
2: Oh man, like I would say, well, well that that first game I got sacks. It, it actually was the second game. The first game we played Cincinnati, but the second game we played um the Browns, and I got three uh-huh. sacks that game. Yeah, I got three sacks that game, but then. I went like a span with maybe another two games with no sacks. So I'm like, huh. I'm like, well, they say they come in bunches. So I guess I'm just going to wait for my next game to get a whole bunch of them and then know that they're going to, you know, slide the line towards me or double me or triple me or whatever. And then I just make my plays whenever I can. But then um, after I got that three against the Browns in the second game, I went maybe two games without one. Then I came back after that and I probably got at least one sack or maybe yeah, I got at least one sack like the next nine or ten games, which which went into the following season as well. So oh, I mean, I would say it kind of it kind of clicked then, like um, um yeah, I would say it it kind of clicked then because like um Coach Washburn like he knew the situation then like um once I started making noise, I get a, I got a lot of action like a lot of um slides and. Double the tri- double team, the triple teams, or whatever. Then, whenever that happened, um, someone else, you know, was able to get home and make plays. And then, after they get home, like the um, we-, we had, Kenny Holmes, Josh Evans, Henry Ford, Joe Salaville, like a, a whole li- slew of guys, John Thornton, like a whole bunch of guys who could get to the quarterback. So then, after they get to the quarterback, as they double and me, now you got to pick your poison. And so it, it was able to open up, open up um, a-, a lot of room for a-, a lot of guys to make plays across the line. Yeah,
1: from all of our views as fans, and even as your teammate, you know, you know, I, I want to ask you what was your favorite play? And being a guy that's called the freak, I would have thought, you know, catching the, the missile would have been a great play. But what do you think is your favorite play in a Titan uniform?
2: Uh, you know what I mean? Catching the missile was one of my top ones, but I don't know. Um, I actually had two. I had two plays in that game against the Ravens That's that our first and second game of the season, but I don't, I don't know if you remember but I, I, I also I went and got uh pre tone. And this is from like he ran to the he ran the opposite side. I you know, I played I played the um played the play run and then just came him off and just found the spot on the field and just ran for it. And I didn't get the tackle but I turned him back in and I think um I think uh E Rob ended up getting the tackle but I ran him down maybe about thirty or forty yards downfield. Which was another reason why I started getting all those um all those several tests after afterwards after that game. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Th- this is the th- I do remember that play, but I tried to forget that play freak. Yeah. Because this is the one where me and you are running stride for stride and you pass me kinda and I go, yeah. Uh oh, I'm gonna have to clip that dude next. I cannot <laughs> put that in a tape.
2: That he ran by me. <laughs> well listen, you wasn't the only one, man. Hey, still to this day. Samari still would not admit it, man. But I'm like, really well. I'm like you know what? We made the tackle there. He said he was going for the ball. But I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry that I, I made it look like that. He made him look bad. <laughs> that was Florida on Florida crime, too, by the way, man. It's- yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I was different though. I was I was just a little different out there, man. So I didn't have re- regular defensive end speed. I had some. I had football speed. I just wanted the football. Whatever the football was, I wanted it. That, that's basically what. Right. All right.
1: Well, lastly, you you talked about Runyon and how tough he was and how he helped you know helped you out uh, developing faster uh, as a defensive end. Who was yeah. the best offensive of tackle that you faced? And you could have still gotten on a sack on him, but you like, man, this guy here, he. He's pretty good. I mean, he's gonna give me
2: trouble. He's he's a good athlete. It's gonna be tough, man. This guy, I don't think he got the prompt that he should have got. And his name, and he was with the Jaguars, the Leon Thurso. Leon Thurso. Yes. I think it was his height, or it was his height. He had a nice punch. He had that toughness about him. He had good footwork about him, and then, but like he didn't get the. actually was the right side. It was Leon Cersei's mm-hmm. side, but they gave Vasily all the props that he came out and got drafted so high. But, I mean, Leon Cersei was one of those dudes, and, like, a, a close – a 1B would be Willie was with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, they always gave me some – we always got some good work in with both those Willie guys Anderson. great work.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. We're on with Titans legend Javon the Freak Curse. Yvonne, obviously there's so many great individual memories
0: of plays that you made, but I want to ask you about December 16th, 2002. You'd been injured. You came back that night. It was Monday night football. It was the Patriots. Dude, when you came out of the tunnel, I was in the building that night. I was in the stands. I honestly thought the building was going to fall down And, and, and you come out of the tunnel. Can you even begin to tell us what your emotions were like that night?
2: No man, I was I was in tears before the game because I mean, because I took the league on by storm like my first season and then every season after that was The, uh, the Patriots. I think the Patriots won the Super Bowl maybe a year before, so it just felt good to be back out on the field. So, like, when I went to my knees, and whenever I talked to Jim Washburn to this day, he still reminds me of that. He's like, dude, when you went down to your knees, man, it's like, man, it brought tears to my eyes. It just felt so good to have you back in the seat and see you down out there like that, and the fans just went crazy. So, it was very, 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 very good to be back out.
0: Yeah, and it's it's funny because you're known for so many things. But I think for so many fans, that that moment and, and you showing your appreciation and them just cheering and just tearing the place yeah. apart, at that point, I mean, the love between you and Titans fans, it was just an unbelievable thing.
2: Yeah, truly, truly was. And I'm sure it always will be. still always is. Absolutely. Well, I
1: think a lot of people don't know. If I can recall, man – you know, early on in your career, you 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 were, before you would go out or maybe even on the field, that you always buy a trash can. Is that is that true?
2: <laughs> hey hey hey! Don't tell me. That's, <laughs> a, <laughs> man, no, that's another thing that I remind people. I'm like, um, like I, of course you know I was with the Eagles, and then um, at the Super Bowl, the 04 Super Bowl, Eagles against the Patriots. There was a situation that T.O. threw up during the game or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, I threw up before every game, probably my first two seasons, like straight before every game. And if it was, yeah. a, and if it was ever a game that Washburn didn't see the trash can over by me, he would put me to the side and be like, yo, you okay? You ready to go? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, how come you ain't throw up yet? And literally, <laughs> I would go into the game like the first series, take the first series, say if you get a three and out of something, come up to the sideline, and then that's when I end up throwing up there and then I'm, then he you know I'm ready to go. Then now it's ready to drop off. Yeah, yeah, it
1: was something I kind of look forward to because then I say, okay, now he's ready to go. Because
2: then I say, I'm not ready to go unless you're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for real. And people ask me like, are like, like, what was it? Like, was it nerves? Was it butterflies? I'm like, I don't know what it was, but whenever it happened, I knew I was ready to play. Like, you knew that. I, I knew I was alive whenever I felt that, and I knew it was time to go to work. Like, whenever I got it out, it's like I was just, I was getting rid of some. I was going to weigh me down. I just go run around all day though.
1: Man, we own Titans legend. Man, the freak, man. I really appreciate it, man, for coming on, uh, talking about the good old days, let alone the rivalry between uh, Florida and Tennessee, man. You take care of yourself forward, and say hello yeah. to the fam.
2: But I'm also looking forward for this game on Sunday, Titans. Titans Brown because they're gonna be like listening in the mirror. They both have some strong they both have a strong run game. It's just a matter of who's gonna who's gonna step up and stop the run game to where um you're not gonna be affected by the pass or the play action. So we'll see.
1: Uh oh. All right, cool man. Appreciate you. Yeah.
2: Thank good, you, man. Javon. I appreciate
1: having you on, man. Thank you, brother. Well, we
0: could have talked to him for a couple of days. Uh, yeah, Titans yeah, freak fans freak, love man. They love that guy, man, the Freak. It's a special guy in the history of this uh, team and organization just like 2-3, Blaine Bishop. We'll be back to wrap this <laughs> right. up. Blaine Bishop, Titans legend, right after this, Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey on 104.5 Zone. I know people love to hear from the Freak. Uh, Blaine, when I found out, when you said, hey, man, I'm going to get to Freak, we're going to have Freaky Friday around here, I literally remember December sixteenth, two 2002, and I just remember what a wild night that was uh, in Nashville again. He had been hurt, and he came back, and um, just – if I want to say he even threw his helmet in the air. Then he went down on his knees, and, you know, the crowd just went crazy. But uh, yeah. that, that's just one of those guys that, I mean, he, he will just live forever with Titans fans. They just have so many great memories of him dancing and sacking the quarterback. And like you said, he'd be the DJ, and then he'd break the records. And that, yeah. that was just – oh my, and, And you mentioned this, like Samari had rolling, 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 and the freak had freak out. I mean, this building used to just be bananas on game day.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it, man, because sometimes we turn on the tape and we all be looking at each other like, man – do you remember doing that? He's like, nah, man. Damn, man. have you ever done that before? No, no. man. As a matter of fact, I don't know what that guy was doing right there. I, <laughs> I mean, man, they had you playing at a whole another level because you was trying to step up to all those elite athletes like that. Uh I mean, the freak was, you know, he, it was, you know, it was cool for us just to say, dang, man, this guy is different, man. You don't meet too many of probably like how Miles Garrett is today, you know, just one of those athletes that you won't come across once in a blue moon. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he had some injury history there when he got to Philly and at the end with the Titans. And so, uh, you know, it's just hard to say, dang, man, what it could have been because he still ended up with like 70-something sacks or something. He, you know, he was on pace easily to uh, to 100. Uh, and what his career would have been and Hall of Fame career would have been uh, after that because he was a, just a phenomenal talent. Uh, He's probably the most – athletic player at any position and then i i put samari roll right there i mean people would laugh when they looked at him and his body and his doorknob build <laughs> he was real thin but man this guy and i i played with some pretty uh pretty good athletes so i, I would definitely put them at the yeah probably the top top two uh some other guys but that they they would probably be, a, be at the top for sure
0: well, you know, you think about a team that wins at that level. You you, you got to have worker bees, but you also do need you do need just some of those freaky people that can do things. And that yeah. you know, right now the, the Titans have a guy Derrick Henry who's just a physical freak. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and when you land on one of the guys, whether it's Javon Curse or it's it's Derrick Henry, whatever, it is, you got to make sure you got the right people around them because you can't waste the career of a supernova like these guys. You know, mm-hmm.
2: and and I would, I would put at-
1: Taylor Lewan in that category as far as oh he's yeah a freak. Uh, yeah, of an athlete when you got three hundred, you know, twenty pound guy that can run like that and move like that, that that that, that they don't grow on trees. Uh, so yeah, I'd put him in that category of this team uh, now. Uh, but they've had a lot of them with you know CJ, two K, Kenny Britt. People could talk about they want to. Oh man. man, he was a freak, man. I used to call him a, a Apollo Creed in the football uniform. <laughs> but, <laughs> Lord, man, that guy <laughs> was ripped. I'm like, man, that's he plays a receiver. Now you know, I'm covering the team now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy here. Woo. He wouldn't have got injured there. I don't know what it could have been, but ooh, he was Kenny bread was pretty special talent. Yeah.
0: And every physical gift that every physical gift you could bestow to a human being, he he had all of them.
1: Yeah, that's some guys. For sure. Always those first round guys. I told you, those are guys you go, man, woo. I don't mean they're gonna be great. But they was when you put them against every little metrics of as far as uh, athleticism. Oh, they at the top. Ooh, those first round picks, man. All right.
0: Really quick on the way out. Final injury report Friday. Here is who is out for the Titans. Dory Jackson, once again, out didn't practice this week. Uh, Panda. Johnnie Smith and Isaiah Wilson, who missed the week with an illness, not injury-related. It says illness, as you pointed out earlier. Questionable, Roger Saffold and Jeffrey Simmons. Both of those Ooh. guys listed as questionable. For the Cleveland Browns, they will be without cornerback Denzel Ward. It's official. He is listed as out, along with Kaderil Hodge. Uh, a wide receiver who we had Tony Grossi on earlier, and he goes, "Well, he's more of a blocking wide receiver, but he is a great <laughs> blocker." Uh, so they'll be missing a blocking receiver, and uh, and this one, Taywan Taylor, has been ruled out with a neck injury. I did not know he was still on the Browns, but he will not be playing on Sunday.
1: Oh man, Taywan Taylor, man, I thought he was going to work it out with the Browns, but didn't work so much. Someone said Taywan Taylor, and I hate this because I like both, but Tajay Sharp, both have the same stats. I, I like both Two <laughs> targets and no catches. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. I didn't even check on that. I didn't know if they were joking, but, hey, man, Tajay Sharp is a pretty good player. Hey, man, if they lose Corey Davis, I'd be like, hey, man, come on right back here.
0: Tajay Sharp made some plays for this team and became a great third down receiver, or at yeah. least a good one, serviceable. He's but a, I mean, he had five hundred yard seasons as a
1: number He's, three, number four. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's, yeah. If you you lose, uh, you know Corey Davis, and you you know you don't want to take one in the first round. You know you got a guy that knows the system, and uh, he can give you forty fifty catches. He was durable, he was dependable. He didn't miss games. Hey man, yeah, why not?
0: Well, it's time for us to get going. Uh, Everybody needs to check out that Javon Kurse interview. It'll be up on the Zone podcast page. Also, Tony Grossi talking about the Browns today. Uh, Blanko, that was good fun, man. Thanks for getting number 90. Always good to catch
1: up with the Freak. All right. Well, everybody be safe this weekend. Enjoy. And guess what? Titans, you better freak out!
0: Sunday at noon against the Browns. We'll be uh, on the air at 10 o'clock telling you all about it. 3HL is next. Have a great weekend. And tighten up, everybody.